welcome to The Prosper Project, the show that helps entrepreneurs build brands that impact the world and the bottom line. We know that success doesn't come in a one-size-fits-all package. That's why we're bringing you adaptable marketing strategies along with valuable insights from inspiring changemakers, firebrands, and visionaries. I'm Lorraine Sugart, founder of the disruptive brand agency, Prosper for Purpose. Now for this week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Prosper Project. Today, my guest is TL Champion, and she is a ghostwriter. So I want you to lean in and listen as we talk about how you work with a ghostwriter to tell your story, bring your book to life. And if you've ever wondered about becoming a ghostwriter yourself, we're going to cover that as well. So welcome, TL. How are you today? Oh, I'm great. It's a beautiful, sunshiny day in Cleveland. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're both in the same city, which is great. We've actually met face-to-face in an event pre-COVID, of course. So what I want to say is, so you have own Champion Studios, which is a professional ghostwriting service and more for 25 years. And I just think this field is so fascinating. And I know that you started as a freelance copywriter. Tell us how you went from copywriter to ghostwriter. Well, let's see, about a decade into my business, I decided to make some changes. I was working for a lot of ad agencies who would hire me as a freelance writer and corporate uh, clients. And I just decided I wanted to work more uh, one-on-ones. And several of the clients that I met with had talked to me about writing their own book. So I made that shift and started really as a coach, a writing coach. So they were writing the book and I was coming in and editing it and making changes back and sort of sending it back and forth. And then about six or seven years ago, I decided to concentrate on strictly ghostwriting, which means I do all the work and they get all the credit, which they love. I have a little more control over the project and it's just a much better way for me to work. So as another writer, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that do their own writing, listening, even if they don't write professionally, I'm a brand strategist and storyteller. And my first question is, how do you capture someone's voice when you're literally writing their book for them? I know it's difficult enough in creating snippets of copy, but a whole book, that just sounds daunting. Well, I'll be honest. When I first thought about ghostwriting, that was something that was concerning me. But it's funny when I talk to my authors after I've written the book, I always ask them if I was able to capture their voice and they say yes. And they were surprised with it because it's their biggest concern as well before they hire a ghostwriter. I'm not sure exactly how I do it. There there (laughs) might be a little bit of magic that goes into it, but you know, I work with a lot of different people from different parts of the world and somehow I managed to do it. So I don't know. It must be the creative side of me coming out. Right. Or your intuitive side. You know, I I feel like a lot of writers are, I mean, we have to be right. We have to absorb things sometimes, uh, most of the time consciously, but sometimes subconsciously. So my guess, I don't know for sure, but my guess is that you're highly intuitive. And so you're reading people even through conversation or emails or things like that. 
I might agree with that. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll say it's your little secret sauce or your magic, right? That we're, yeah. we just can't put that into words or process. But speaking of process, you have what you call a simple proprietary formula to add drama and intrigue to fiction and nonfiction stories. Can you talk a little bit about your formula? I mean, we're not going to, I don't expect you to spill all the tea on this, but just kind of take us through what makes you different than other ghost writers because of this proprietary formula. Well, I call it the story climax formula. And as you mentioned, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, it's a simple four-part formula to help us start with a problem at the beginning of the story, and maybe there are characters. So for the main character, in the event that it's a self-help book, it's a problem for the narrator or whoever's telling the story. And we build up conflict and tension, kind of like a staircase in different levels up to the point of the story's climax. And mm -hmm. that first problem is called an inciting incident. We borrow this concept from Hollywood and because they know all about drama and yeah and what we're trying to do here of course is to make the book a page turner so we build up that conflict and tension and all the way up that staircase we're actually joining that first problem with the climax at the end of the story those two are always related so we like to put the main character in a little hot water Mm -hmm. And when we do that, we want to stick around to see how they find their way out. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Yeah. So you do fiction. So Hollywood makes a natural, I guess, connection to that. But you also do memoirs and self-help books. So can you talk a little bit about the difference between working on a non-fiction fiction versus a fiction. And most people tend to be good at one or the other. So I'm intrigued how you kind of find your center when you're approaching these different kinds of writing. Well, it's really all about working with the client and finding out what they want. For example, I've had people come to me that they want me to write their memoir for them, but they're afraid of naming names because mm -hmm. they don't want their family to get mad at them or their boss or whatever. So what I've done, it's sort of a little niche area that I've created for myself, is I take their true stories and turn them into a piece of fiction. So <laughs> more like a novel, it's sort of a memoir slash novel. And the fun thing about that is you can add a lot of dialogue because you're inventing part of it as you go along. But the basic story is based in, in fact, in as far as some of the experiences they've gone through, and they tend to have something, you know, that they want to get across to the reader, that they've mm -hmm. learned this thing, or they have a formula or a principle that they've lived by that's helped them and oftentimes helped others because I work with a lot of coaches and business owners. Right. And so now they want to write a story that just clearly illustrates the problem and how they or whoever we have in their story, how they get out of it, how they've solved the problem. So sort of a problem solution. Yeah. I'm a fan of that saying, if you wanted me to write better things about you, you should have behaved better. Something like right. that. I'm sure I'm butchering the yeah. quote, but yeah. it's a great quote. It is. 
but you do have to worry about things like lawsuits, you know, and things like that. So maybe that is an easier way, but you know, truth is stranger than fiction. So I can see that someone's life turned into a novel could be very, very successful. Yeah. You know, we, let's see, I think it was last year we worked on, I worked with a woman who wanted to write a book about her experience. And she was one of the first women to run a maximum security prison with inmates on death row. And we start the book. Yeah. And we start the book with an execution that she witnesses. Hmm. And we end the book with the execution. And a lot of times she's sitting in the room at the execution. She's wondering, okay, why am I here? Why did I decide that I wanted to do this? And then, of course, the look back is everything between those two. We start the book with the execution and she's thinking, okay, how did I get here? And then, then we launch into her story. So I work with really amazing people who have great stories and I just love helping them. That's wonderful. I love that. I think that's so very interesting. And so being a fiction lover, I love to read fiction, but I'm also always reading a usually a business book. So what I'm hearing from you is that you bring that tension from fiction into the nonfiction realm so that your books, say that you wrote a book for an executive or this woman that ran a prison, you make them, even if they're in first person and they're 100% factual, you build the tension the same way so that it's compelling. It's a page turner, even though at the end of the book, it's been self-help, it's been a memoir, that kind of thing. Yes. You know, even in the event of a self-help book, we're able to build some of that conflict and tension. I wrote a book for a gentleman who had this incredible formula that helped him to overcome alcoholism and other addictions. And he used it to help him sort of before he would go off course, when he could see that some of his bad habits were going back. So he'd sort of measure his habits every day. And he used it to also get his MBA, his PhD. Wow. He's a professor at one of the top colleges in the country. And actually, after that, a helicopter pilot, he just always used this to, you know, help himself with the next goal in life by being disciplined using his formula, which was more like a chart. I just work with very creative people who they don't always have the time or the skill set to write. So I'm able to come in and help them capture their stories. So how do these people find you? So if Somebody, I mean, obviously this is speaking right now. So if anyone's listening who has been haunted by the idea of this book, they just haven't taken the time or they don't feel that they're capable of writing a book, you know, we're going to have in the show notes, a link you can go to, to reach out to TL. But in general, how do people find you? Are you out on a speaking circuit? Are you active on social media? Like, How do people know that you're there and ready to help them? Well, I get an awful lot of referrals, so I'm blessed in that way. And mm-hmm. I also do use some of the platforms. LinkedIn is a good one to find you know, leads and sort of find my next clients that way. Okay, great. So can you take us through, I know there's no such thing as average, but say someone is writing a, we'll just choose memoir because that's kind of like 
the bridge maybe between fiction and nonfiction. Sure. And what the process looks like to work with you and how involved the author has to be. And then is this a year process? Is this, you know, what does that look like? Sure. Well, the process itself starts with a series of interviews and I do them over the phone. So it's very easy for the author because we have a one hour phone call two, three times a week that goes on for a couple of months. And then something back to that word magic again, (laughs) something kind of magical happens for me in that second month where I go, Ooh, okay. Now I know where this story is going. Now I know the golden nugget, the thing that I've been trying to unearth for a while here. And then for the next two months, I write like crazy, two to three months, maybe, depending on the size of the book. Uh So I have a small book, a medium book, and a larger book based on word count and pages and how big their story really is. Mm -hmm. And as I'm writing, I'm kind of doing that on my own. So really the involvement happens up front with those interviews, then I'm writing and I'm sending them chapters. So the first week I start writing, I write three chapters. Then the second week I write three more. So at the end of two weeks, they've got six chapters, boom. And they're usually just shocked. Wow. Okay. By the end of the month, you know, we've got 12 chapters, two months, we've got double that. So I just keep writing. I send it to them. They give me some revisions and I just keep going. And a smaller book takes about six months because the last two months on the end of the process are with the editor. That's the editing process. Right. And then we kind of have something cool that we do here that I don't know that any other writer or ghostwriter offers. Okay. We have a package at the end that we call the last mile. So after the writing's done and after the editing's done, we design the book cover for them front and back. We create a video trailer for them. So very similar to a movie trailer, it's a book trailer, a 30, 60 second trailer for them to use on social media so they can promote their book. All the authors put it on their website and then they can also use it on social media. And we also upload it to Amazon and their specifications. And we do the book layout on the inside and then upload it. So we kind of have a one-stop shop here and the authors that I work with just love it. Yeah, it sounds amazing because it's really that turnkey approach that gets them from idea to fully launched. Tell us about, no naming names, of course, but tell us about maybe the most challenging experience you've had as a ghostwriter. Well, you know, even though I know I'm signing up for it ahead of time and I know they have a good story, it can be hard to write about abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, that can be challenging for me, kind of getting through it and because I want to honor their story, but not, you know, make it a negative story because I'm just motivated by writing inspirational stories. So whether we're talking physical abuse or emotional, mental, emotional abuse, that can be a little difficult. And I have to take some breaks, play some music, walk around the house and then get back to it. But those stories can be difficult to write. Totally understand. I worked with someone who had a very challenging story and I worked with her for a couple of years and it is really hard to be present to that. My sister was a county social worker for a decade and I never could have done that job. So there are 
different kinds of challenges that show up in different fields, but there are some that just feel they just gut you, right? You know, that's the thing that really difficult. So what about people who challenge you? It sounds like you've had great clients. So maybe I'm poking where there's nothing to poke, but I know having run an agency for 10 years that you do get those clients that are like, but I want it to be this way, or I want it to, you know, I want to say exactly this. And you know, that's not the message that's going to resonate or it's not, or it's going to sound, I guess, it's not going to be as well received by the reader. What do you do in those situations? Well, you know, I really work with wonderful clients. I mean, they're just awesome. And they pretty much tell me from the get-go that they're counting on me to know how to get this done. Some people have been working on their book 10 years. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And they just, they're lost. They just keep going over and over and adding more to it and editing and re-editing and who knows what good stuff they might be editing out. You know, I have a gentleman that called me yesterday from Las Vegas who said that he's been working on his book for 30 years. Oh no. Oh my goodness. Yes. And he has a very unique story that he wants to tell fiction in that case. There are times when we have a differing opinion, but I bring them back to the fact that, you know, we agreed on something because of something. So maybe fiction, turning Mm -hmm. their story into a piece of fiction because we don't want to name names. And maybe they're used to only writing white papers for, you know, New England Journal of Medicine. Right. So now that we're writing something with dialogue and, you know, drama and tension, it can be something a little bit different than what they're used to. So I have to sort of bring them back to, you know, this is a different book. This is different writing than you've done in the past. And this is why we're doing it. So they're usually fine with that once they just sort of think it through. Okay, great. So my next question is about the publishing. So are these books primarily self-published or what does the publishing end look like? As far as publishing, if they want us to do it for them, we, as I mentioned, we upload it to Amazon. Okay. So we take their book and, you know, lay it out and upload it for them. In the event that they want to go the traditional route, then that is strictly up to them. Okay. All right. Does anyone ever come to you like, hey, I got a contract to write this book and I'm not a writer? Has that happened? I've talked to people, but I've never had one as a client. Okay. I'm just, you know, trying to identify all the ways that people may come in or find you. What would you tell people who feel that they have a book in them? What should they have ready before they reach out to you? You know, they really don't need to have much before they reach out because it all starts with that interviewing process where I ask them, they've told me their story on the phone. We've usually at that point had one or two conversations and then we just start talking about it. I try to do it in chronological order because that makes more sense for me as I'm sort of getting it down. And then later, maybe posting things on the wall to see if we want to start at the beginning or do we want to start, you know, like I said earlier, with the execution and then come back to the execution. So start at the end, end with the end. Where do we want to start is always a big question. And yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Some people have, you know, 
70,000 words that they send to me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, the size of a memoir and others have nothing and that's fine. I mean, both of them work. So. Okay. That's really great. So yeah. you have a background in copywriting. You have a degree from my alma mater, Bowling Green State University. Yeah, go um, Falcons. Yeah, that's right. In marketing and merchandising, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, an interesting path, but not like, I'm not shocked by this path because it sounds like you've always been a writer and it's more that your evolution of a writer has taken you different ways. But I guess my question is for people who are listening, who are also writers or write well, but maybe that's not their primary field even, what would you advise people who are listening that might want to become a ghostwriter? Well, as Stephen King has said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess up the quote, but he says, if you want to be a writer, you need to do two things. You need to write and you need to read a lot. Yeah. So those really are the two things that I would suggest. As far as the writing goes, I probably wrote several books for myself that I never published just because I had them in me. You know, one was yeah. when I was a, a little kid and one, you know, so I knew I had the gene the DNA. And when I was a coach and a friend of mine said to me, why don't you consider being a ghostwriter? I thought, oh, I'm going to write entire books for people. <laughs> I mean, it takes like a year to write a book. She goes, well, you've written all those other ones that you haven't done anything with. And I went, oh yeah. So it came easier to me than I thought. And That's now great. I wouldn't have it any other way because I can go at my own pace you know, they're always happy with the end product because it's polished. It's, you know, it's a good looking book. And I have a great team that I work with. I have several editors and I have a video crew to help me create the videos and great clients. So it just kind of all works together for me. I'm, you know, I lucked out on this one. That's great. I love it. I love it. So did I miss anything? So sometimes I ask my guests if there's anything I didn't ask them that I probably should have. I mean, where can people learn more about you? That's one question. Of course, that will be in the show notes, but can you just let people know where they can find you? Yes, they can go to my website at legacy-ghostwriter.com or they can contact me directly at tl at champion dash studios with an s.com. Yeah. And you're TL champion on LinkedIn. So that's another good place, especially if you're listening and you want to write maybe a book about your field, right? If you want to write a book that is the easiest bookkeeping read you'll ever read. I don't know if that would be in your realm TL, but I was just thinking about, you know, people that might want to write books related to business and you could make them interesting. So that's an, another way to think about it. So if you've been thinking about writing something and worried that it wouldn't sound interesting, even though you think the information is so important to get into the hands of people, a TL could help you with that, correct? Yes. I actually have that concern from my clients that you know they don't want to write a book that comes off too dry or too serious or not professional enough. So yeah, yeah, help them with all that. That's where the copywriting comes in handy from all the years of writing, marketing and advertising copy, having to keep it short and punchy and, you know, so yeah, it all just has come together nicely. That's wonderful. 
So when I interview people on the Prosper Project, the last question I always ask is, what does it mean for you to prosper? Hmm. What does it mean for me to prosper? I think, you know, it took me quite a while to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. And it's just nice to be able to, you know, walk into my office, 10 steps in my bedroom slippers, and I'm in my office. Love it. And I love what I do. I just, I love what I do. I work with great people. I have a great team around me. We have a lot of fun together. I always tell my clients, I said, you know, I guarantee we're going to have fun together. I always make them laugh because that's just my personality, even if we're writing about serious things. So it's just being able to another Stephen King, boy, I sound like I'm a real Stephen King fan. Somebody asked him once, they said, how do you do it? How do you discipline yourself to write? And he said, I spend three to four hours in the morning writing and then I have lunch. And then I have the rest of the day to do whatever I want. And I thought at the time, oh, that's what I want. That's what I want. Oh, and you know what? That's what I have. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of funny how you can just focus on something so much. And one day you turn around and you go, oh, you know, that thing that you wanted so bad, (laughs) you've got it. That's your life now. So I hope that answers your question. No, that's really good. And I mean, Stephen King wrote one, in my opinion, one of the best books on writing ever. I think it's called The Right Life, but something like that. So he's definitely inspiring. And he's so matter of fact about everything. And you are certainly a joy to talk with about being a ghostwriter and finding a ghostwriter and I always tell people that I believe, and you know, my background is journalism. I went to school for journalism and went into public relations from there. So I also tell other people's stories, but you know, I think when you have a genuine interest in other people that shows, and I firmly believe that there is a book in all of us. So if you're out there listening and you think, well, I'm not special enough to write and publish a book or whatever's coming up for you. I don't write any of those things. But for a lot of people, I know that it's, you know, who am I to think that I can or should write a book? I want to say, reach out to TL because she will tell you how fascinating your ideas can be. And you may have someone in your corner who can help you get that book out in the world. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the Prosper Project. We will have the links below here, this episode in the show notes. So if you're listening and want to reach out to TL, just follow the links below. And thank you so much for being here with us, TL. It's been such a pleasure. And to everyone else, I will see you on the next episode of the Prosper Project. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Prosper Project. If you want to grow a peerless, profitable brand, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you find value in our show, please help us reach others by sharing an episode and leaving a review. In appreciation, please visit prosperforpurpose.com for more free resources to help you grow your business.